when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. More? more? No, no more? No, you don't want to do any more? Totally I'm concerned more. for right. your health. I'm concerned for your health at this point, please. No, it's fine. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. That's Devin. That's Derek. My name is Mark. Welcome, everyone, to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, as well as 6abc.com. So I think I can speak for everyone uh, when I say about that game. Uh, so that happened. That was a game <laughs> that was played. Of all the great things that happened to the NFL and going 18 weeks and wanting everything to come down to the wire, that was probably the exact opposite of the way the NFL wanted this uh, Eagles-Cowboys game to go in week 18. But nonetheless, that's how it shook out. The Eagles did not play their starters. The Cowboys very much played their starters into the fourth quarter. Vast majority of the fourth quarter. And everyone that went on hand there uh, at the Lincoln Financial Field there, Gunner. They got to take it a real doozy of a football game. Well, first and foremost, the big question is, as you were pouring that espresso, prior to you pouring the espresso, did you add some of the liquid behind you in the cup first <laughs> and then put the espresso in it? No, I did not. I uh, The only thing I'll put in an espresso is a little drop of amaretto. That's about it. That's about okay. it. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now to get to your question, um, when I reported at 345, which I've, I've known for days and people were speculating, but I was asked just to hold it until the Eagles uh, uh, were close to officially uh, releasing the inactive list and the uh, injury list. Um, I thought they were competitive the first half. I was Absolutely. impressed. Uh, they ran the football well with a bunch of backups. Uh, this kid, Jason Huntley, uh, was hungry, Oof. played like it, you know. Uh, the offensive line, um, they were down to their third, third center, and they ran the ball foot, football very well. So, uh, once again, kudos to Jeff Stoutland for coaching these guys up to step in. And uh, they were playing against Dallas's front seven. Uh, Dallas's back end of their defense was obviously out. The two starting cornerbacks were out. Starting safety was out. Uh, Gardner Minshew slept well last night because he didn't have nightmares about Michael Parsons tracking them all over the field tonight, mm. which was a big thing. Uh, as well, but I thought the Eagles ran, and, and they just basically ran out of steam after Dallas uh, basically kept their starters in until you know early in the fourth quarter. They basically Eagles basically ran out of steam, but they gave the fans the, the fans their money's worth for the most part for for most of the game. Um, I don't know if this bodes well or not for the team in general in terms of now getting ready to for a playoff game. Hopefully, it doesn't have any effect on the momentum they have been building over the last half of the season. Uh, but it was nice to see some of the um, younger guys, the inexperienced guys, 
get some much needed reps just in case um, their services are called upon uh, in the next season. Yeah, ahead, I mean, I, 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 it was what I expected. I literally, I, I, it was better than I expected. Actually, I thought the Cowboys were going to put up fifty points and the Eagles were going to put up a goose egg, maybe one touchdown. I was pleasantly surprised that we saw these guys. We have it like Tyree Jackson got his first touchdown as an Eagle. I loved seeing that, even though he did get injured, and I hope he's okay because he's been riddled with with injuries throughout his entire career. Um, but yeah, we saw Kenny Gainwell step up again and get reps in. We saw Quez Watkins even get a touchdown at the end there. So, you know, it was what it was. It was very much the fourth preseason game we never had uh, somehow in January. And we were playing the Dallas starter, especially in the first half. That first drive, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? how did we just march down the field like that with with all of our backups in and, and Dallas's starters in? So... Mm-hmm. It, I'm not overly concerned. I think it's a good. It was a good call to rest Jalen Hurts, and I know a lot of the guys were still on the COVID list. We saw Jason Kelsey go in for literally like 30 seconds, and Devontae Smith got that record. So they did what they needed to to do. They put on a good show for the fans, and then they could have called it at the half. You know, we could have we could have <laughs> well, started the show at at half. Yeah, that, but see, that's why I said at least for the first 30 minutes, it was an entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody, especially once we found out Dallas was playing many of the starters, I don't think many people thought the Eagles were going to win this game. But, you know, the Eagles marched down the field, opening drive, great calls, sustained drive, scored a touchdown. Dallas came right back down, scored a touchdown. Eagles stayed with them for the first half. You know, it was an entertaining game. You know, a lot of people could have packed up and left at halftime, but they didn't, you know. Um, And when you look at the comments on social media – do you think we have a chance to win this game? You know, so it was entertaining. There was a little bit of intrigue, mm. but the game ended the way I thought it would. Dallas pulled away because they played their number ones against the uh, Eagles, numbers threes and fours, you know, for, for much of the second half. So the game is exactly what I thought it was. But here's here's my biggest relief, that there were no Texas, no social media SOSs from Devin, who, <laughs> who was basically saying, you know, uh, I don't want to watch this game. I can't take it anymore. You know, at least she knew going into the game that she would have inner peace mm-hmm. um, and wouldn't have to worry about the outcome of the game because the frontline guys for the Eagles weren't playing. So I was happy <laughs> that she was able to sit back, collect her thoughts, and have inner peace before we did the show. Were you, though? Because I feel like I, I was going to text you because I, I thought that you might miss my frantic text and my my anxious text asking you to to give me some peace of mind and you just kind of making it a little bit worse and laughing at my pain. As no, 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 I, no. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I missed the text, but I'm just saying mm. I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm glad you're smiling. There's no scowl. You know, you know, you didn't have. Do no, I usually no have tension. a scowl? No, no, no tension, mm. no anxiety mm. from start to finish. You were calm, right? Because very you, calm. You very were expecting calm. any outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And maybe that's why on in the first half, like I I feel like they played so well because there was no pressure. They were just kind of out there doing their thing. Um, So, yeah, I guess I felt that honestly, my biggest concern and it still is a concern is that I will fall asleep. I need about 10 of Mark's uh, espresso shots. But otherwise, yeah, Ooh. pretty cool, common collected, like uh, Jalen Hurst over here. Thank you. I need an espresso martini, I think. It's been a day. 
<laughs> and so do you. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's what I was going to say, Devin, because I know what a jam-packed day you've had. You had another cross game earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. say you weren't texting Gunner simply because you were tight. You're trying to rest, trying to rest I the was. thumbs for, for a little bit later uh, in the day. So that I understand. Uh, but before I go any further with this, let me just uh, make sure I remind everybody of a couple of things. One, we are presented by the great people of Ocean Casino Resort here on 6abc.com, as well as the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And don't forget to book your summer of 2022 weekend at Ocean Casino. Book it now and go for the live shows. Go for the win. The summer of 2022 is going to be spectacular. And how about this? You mentioned Devontae Smith setting the record for receiving yards in a single season by an Eagles rookie, albeit with 18 games, or excuse me, an 18-week schedule, 17-game schedule, that is. Broke the record. Uh, people, make sure you check out the Jacob Media Twitter account. Because if you go there, you can find out how you could win a Devontae Smith jersey. We got some we're giving away. So make sure you go to the Jacob Media uh, Twitter page and make sure you check out that account and find out how you could win yourself a nice Devontae Smith jersey. Uh, with that uh, being said, am I the only one that thought this game really sucked? <laughs> am I the only person that watched this game even in the first half? And I give them all the credit in the world for the Eagles being in this game more so than they were in the game they were actually trying to win <laughs> in week three. However, I don't understand for the life of me how you could be a head coach or a player in the NFL. And I'll, I'll blame the coaches in the front office before I blame players because they're not making the decision as to who plays and who doesn't. But how can you preach down the stretch of a season where you just got to get in the tournament and anything can happen? How can you preach that type of attitude? And then when you have an opportunity to maybe give yourself a better seating in the playoffs, in the tournament, as they call it now, it's the trendy way to, to, to refer to the playoffs. How do you not try to give yourself that better position where you had an opportunity to at least better your chances of getting at least the sixth seed in the postseason as opposed to just saying, well, we're in at least at the seven, so we'll just take it as it may. But if San Francisco loses tomorrow in their game against the Rams, the Eagles had an opportunity to at least move up as a sixth seed in the playoffs. That's one aspect as to why you should have played your starters for at least a little bit tonight, maybe a quarter, maybe a half. And the other thing is Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts, this Eagles offense as a whole, their starters have been terrible in the early goings of games over the last four or five starts of Jalen Hurts as the number one quarterback of this football team, taking away that Jets game, of course, right? So for me, you're averaging zero points per game in the first quarter of these games with Jalen Hurts as the starter. You're averaging, I believe, five points per first half so far in these last four games with Jalen Hurts as a starter. This game for me would be at least a nice little starting point, jumping off point for the offense to try to get things corrected before they head into the tournament that they're just trying to be in the best position as possible to be in. First of all, whether you're number six or number seven, you're going to face, in all probability, Tampa Bay or the Rams. First ah, game. Pick yeah. point, number uh-huh. one. Number two, your starting quarterback is playing on a less than 100% ankle. Okay. What if he went out and tweaked it in the game tonight? Your initial mm-hmm. comments off the top of the show would be, why was Nick Sirianni playing my starting quarterback tonight when he knew he had a bad ankle? Nope. Okay. So what, what do you gain? What do you gain by moving up one spot? You're going to play the Rams or, or the Buccaneers. Yes. Doesn't make a difference. Um, oh. you, you got guys who are nicked up. You want them healthy. Um, you know, people are, people are talking about, oh, you know, it could disrupt the chemistry, their flow. No, you play, you play 17 games. You know what? These guys, who the frontline guys, have earned some time off. They're playing with house money right now. Nobody thought this team would be a playoff team, okay? So basically, they're giving you something you didn't expect. 
Even your owner told you last offseason, this is a transition season. Translation, hey, don't expect us to be a playoff competitor in 2021. Lo and behold, they fooled us all. They went to a running game, which is the, the strength of this offense now. And, yes, we take into consideration who they played. You know, you can say they played the Saints. Okay, yeah, they played the Saints, a, a team that was decimated by injuries, but it was the same Saints team that went out and shut out Tampa Bay. They mm -hmm. shut out Tom Brady. Yeah, they played the Giants. Well, the Giants had beaten them a couple of weeks before, and they came back and took care of the Giants. They played two tough games against Washington. Yes, one game against Washington. They were decimated by COVID and injuries. The next game, they still had some injury problems, but they had more healthy players back. You, you get in a tournament any way you can, and for a bunch of young guys who do not have playoff experience, no matter what happens from this point on, the playoff experience they're going to gain, you can't measure that for what they're building for the future in terms of a core group of young players who just went through 17 games, who learned how to win games, even though they didn't play against the elite teams down stretch, you still have to win those games because if they didn't win those games, we'd be sitting here talking about Eagles suck. They lost to the they lost to the Jets. They lost sure. to Washington twice. You get you got in the playoffs. Your team is relatively healthy. Okay. So I, you know, I don't disagree. Now there's an argument for what you're saying. You know, you should try to move up. I get that. But I'm I don't have a problem with Nick Sirianni's decision to sit his frontline guys and have his team at full strength for a much better clientele of competition. Because as we saw in the front half of the season, they didn't do too well against better teams, number one. Number two, they didn't beat a team with a winning record. So now that they've gone through the gamut of playing this whole season, let's see what they can do now, now that they have a whole different you know, bowl of confidence compared to what they had when they were two and five. Mm. So I don't understand where they get the confidence, though. If they know going into the playoffs, they sputter out of the gates against the bad teams and have to rally late in those games to try to get back in those games to try to win. So because what they I changed their identity. They changed their identity. They learned how to win. You have to learn how to win before you can win. You know, teams who are trying to build, you uh -huh. have to get to the playoffs to understand what the playoffs are about. You mm -hmm. have to win before you learn how to win bigger sure. games. Okay. Sure. So they took their lumps early on by passing the ball more than they, they ran the football. People right. are screaming, run the football. Starting with that Detroit game, they finally ran the football, changed their identity, started putting together a string of wins. And even a couple of close games, they learned how to win those games. You go back to the Washington game, the first game. Washington jumps out to a 10-0 lead. Eagle takes, Eagles take the lead. Fourth quarter, Washington gets within three. Eagles finally pull away. Washington a second time. Tough, close game. Eagles found a way. Uh, Rodney McLeod saves the day with a pick in the end zone. You have to learn how to win those games. Those are all momentum builders. Those are all confidence builders. I don't care who you're playing at that point. You can't hold it against them who the schedule, what the schedule dictates. Schedule is what it is. Oh, I don't disagree. They, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. you. I'm just saying in general. No, 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 I but understand. if you lose those games, we're talking about we need changes. Not, not us, but in general. We know this fan base. Fire Nick Sirianni. Get rid of the quarterback. Get rid of the defensive coordinator. That's all we're going to hear. Mm -hmm. But you know mm -hmm. what? People are talking about now, hey, we're in the playoffs. We have a chance. You never know what happens. History has shown just because you're a higher seed. Now, the percentages show the majority of the time the higher seed will win. But there are those instances where lower seeds have risen up and shocked the world. And with mm -hmm. the Eagles running the football the way they've run the football, number one, they can control the clock. You can keep these high-powered offenses off the field. And if they put sevens on the board instead of threes, 
it's a much closer game, and who knows what can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying as far as putting yourself in the best possible position. I get that. But I'm not going to be any more confident in this Eagles team going up against those upper echelon teams that you already haven't beaten, like you said, earlier in the right. season because right. they can't get out of the gate. And what what have we said against – like the thing is, it's not, it's not like we're just supposed to judge the Eagles against – the Jets or the Giants or Washington right, is right. to take how they played in that game and say, all right, can this win against the Bucks? Can this win against the Rams? Can this win again against the Cowboys if you face them in the first round? And the answer to that question is no, because you can't sputter out of the gate in the playoffs with this type of team, especially if you're a run first team, because as we all know, it's not like you're just going to put up points left and right as a running football team. So that's what has me more concerned. That's why, and I always go back to the guy that's, more famous in Philadelphia than probably anywhere that he played, Joe Webb. If you remember that Tuesday night game where the Eagles, yep. we all know what happened. After that, there was a question as to whether or not the Eagles, whose offense was sputtering after the Giants game where they had the Miracle the Meadows part three, and they did not play their starters in the final game of that season, they again sputtered in the playoffs. So that to me is in the back of my head, not just going to Joe Webb and what happened Tuesday night, but right. also after that, a high-flying offense at one point in the season right. all of a sudden started to sputter. So I always get concerned about momentum going into the playoffs, not necessarily just winning, but how an offense is clicking, how a defense is playing overall right before the playoffs. So I want the Eagles to be in that best possible position, whether that I be agree. in the sixth seed or whether that be the offense, the second thing I was talking about, the offense actually building that momentum up. Again, zero points. In the first quarter, in the last four games where Jalen Hurts has been their starter, and averaging five points in the first half over those four games. That is, that's atrocious. Now, if it's Jalen Hurts' ankle that kept him out, that I 100% understand. But he's also right. the same guy that looked at uh, Nick Sirianni and said, Call whatever you got to, coach. I'm your guy. <laughs> did he say in that voice? He too? said it just like that. You know what he did after that? <laughs> he poured himself an espresso. There you anyway, go. And he went back go. into the game. And I swear that's not the espresso. I This is my feeling going into the game that I, I at least wanted to see uh, Jalen Hurts out there for the first quarter, maybe I, I don't, maybe a handful of series. I just wanted to see him out there just to get – try to establish that momentum in the early goings of that game. And but hear me team, out. Hear me yeah. out. Okay, Devin, go ahead. Yeah. Why, why not ride the confidence and the high while you have it? You know, what if Jalen Hurts went in this game and we all saw how he played against Dallas the first time – played terribly, got maybe roughed up his ankle more, like maybe not a terrible injury. And then he's going into the playoffs a little shaken up. Their confidence is down. I think no one's going into this, and I would hope and assume that the players in Nick Sirianni aren't going into the playoffs thinking that they're going to go win the Super Bowl. But I think especially this season, the parity in the league is truly, this is the most unpredictable season I've seen in recent memory. Sorry, I've been talking a lot today. Words are hard sometimes. Um, but that being said, I think like I, I support the move and not starting Jalen Hurts. I do agree that the slow starts are an issue, but I think that maybe it could have hurt more than it would have helped had they started that to, started Jalen Hurts and the other starters today. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, something else. Uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of guys already, Gunner, that that really had a great game this particular uh, night. Uh, Huntley had a great game for the Eagles tonight. Uh, Kenny Gainwell came out there. Devin, you mentioned him. Gardner Minshew, uh, Gardner Minshew, I believe, and I think this is one of the things that uh, drove people just bonkers tonight watching the game. Gardner Minshew was a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside catch in the end zone away from getting a lot more uh, out of this fan base than he's already gotten. Let's just say that. 
if J.J. Ortega-Whiteside comes down with that touchdown reception in the early goings of the third quarter, which I believe would have made the score at the time 30-24, to 24, I think we would have been talking a lot different about not just J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and talking about how he's just not really worth bragging about, let's put it that way, uh, but also Gardner Minshew having himself a much better game than some people were willing to give him credit for going into, or excuse me, coming out of tonight. Would have been 30-24 to 24 if J.J. Came down with that reception, didn't get called for the offensive pass interference, and then, of course, got called for offensive pass interference, but the penalty was declined on the very next play. Very next play. Yeah. Couldn't, like, just when you thought it couldn't get worse for You, saw the, light, you saw the light go out of his eyes. He was so oh, excited oh for like goodness. one second. And I was almost, ha- I was like, oh, he finally is having his moment. You know, he's finally got a catch. Listen, and then, you're, like, like, no. you're, you're talking about him like he's a puppy. I know, I know, and like that's wrong. You should not. I should not. But see, see, it would have been a Minshew moment. Not a. It wouldn't have been Minshew mania all over again. It would have been a Minshew moment because Nick Sirianni squashed that notion a couple of weeks ago when he said Jalen Hurts is my starting quarterback, which Mm -hmm. is what a smart coach should have done. Squash all that noise right now. Whether you like the decision or not, this is who my quarterback is from this moment forward, as long as he's healthy enough to play, and that's the way it should be because it's Jalen Hurts who's being evaluated for 2022 more so than Gardner Minshew, okay? Mm -hmm. So you want to give him every opportunity you can to succeed, whether you agree with that or not. Yes, there are people on the Minshew side, people on on the Hurts side. I get that. But your coach put it in his proper perspective when he said, this guy is my starting quarterback when healthy, come hell or high water. Uh, just real quick, guys, I want to point out that in the chat, and we are trying to keep an eye on the chat as we do throughout every show, there's a Cowboys fan in there named William who is actually bragging about his first teamers playing against the backups of the Eagles, which is just about as Dallas Cowboy fan as it gets. So mm-hmm. welcome in. Everyone have fun with William tonight. <laughs> Make sure you have yourselves a good old time, of course. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to be joined by John McMullen from Lincoln Financial Field. He'll be breaking it down for us when it comes to all the post-game uh, analysis, uh, what uh, Nick Sirianni had to say about this game, what Gardner Minshew had to say. Maybe John will be able to tell us what it is exactly, uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, what, what, is it, what do you do here, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? Like, what do you exactly do you do here? Uh, we'll talk to John about that. We'll also get some more reaction. And for the first time ever, it only took 18 weeks, we're going to have a little bit of a quiz show right here on the post-game show. For those that don't know, there's a couple of names that aren't that familiar that actually got into the game tonight. Gunner, Devin. We're going to have some fun with that a little bit later Ooh, on. I'm excited. But I do want to tell people, if you want to have yourselves a good time, how about this? Grab a Stateside Vodka Soda from Stateside Vodka. That's statesidevodka.com. Grab a Stateside Vodka Soda or try the new Surfside Iced Tea by Stateside Vodka. See the scroll below and use the promo code Jacob for 15% off the very popular Stateside Vodka Soda. Go to statesidevodka.com. We'll be back with more live post-game show in a few. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The live post-game show is powered by IBEW Local 98. My, oh my, I got a tweet for all you guys in just one second. But let me tell you about the great people that present this fine show, Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, Book your summer of 2022 weekend at Ocean Casino. Book it now and go for the live shows. Go for the win. Summer of 2022. It's going to be epic. We're all going to have ourselves a good time. Uh, We all saw the report. Devin, you saw this. Gunner, you probably saw this. Gardner Minshew, supposedly, after the Jets game, went into Nick Sirianni's office and said, what do, what do I got to do to be the starter? Now, that was a report from Chris Morrison of ESPN. Finally, this week, Nick Sirianni was asked about that reported meeting, and he said, I'm not going to talk about what happens behind closed doors in my office. That's between me and my players and my coaches. I don't want to violate that trust. But Gardner Minshew, you know what he is? He's a real competitor. As soon as he said that, I went, oh, wow, that meeting happened. Well, Gardner Minshew actually confirmed the meeting and said what he said to Nick Sirianni in the press conference, getting this by way of our friend John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia, putting it out there saying that Gardner Minshew went into the office and said, what do I got to do? And he says, all right, I'm going to keep working on it. After Coach Sirianni looked at him and said, simply, we're good there, meaning good at starting quarterback, we're solid right there, Gardner Minshew said, okay, well, I'm going to keep working on it. I have a problem. Look, if you're a backup and Sirianni, I thought, put it, perfectly in his press conference earlier in the week 
when he said, if you don't want to be the starter, then I don't want you as a backup. And I think that's a great way to put it. I think that's a very poetic way to put it. But after you beat the Jets and it was your first start of the season, not only your first start, your first real reps, you got a couple of games here and there and after afterwards. But uh, if you go in after one win, it seems a little bit like you're not the best team in in the world. That's how it comes off to me. Gunner, what are your thoughts? I don't think it shows that he's a bad teammate because anybody I've talked to said he's a great guy in the locker room. Okay. Anybody, anybody who plays the game at this level, if you're not competing to be a starter, if you don't want to start, I don't care if you're the 53rd man on the roster, then you're in the wrong profession. I mean, that's what it's all about, being, being a competitor. And let's face it, Gardner Minshew is also playing for his future. He's trying to showcase himself, whether he's going to be with the Philadelphia Eagles or somebody else. And I think – you know, there's some truth to the rumor that the Eagles might try to gr- trade him mm-hmm. in the offseason. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it did, not, is it did not become a disruptive factor in that locker room, which it did not. I have no problem with them going, "Hey, coach, I want to start." You know, I want to be a frontline guy. I have no problem with that. Okay, we understand who the competition was at the time. I have no problem with that. He didn't make bones about it. For everything that I've gathered, there was never any tension between him and Jalen Hurts in the locker room. Gardner Minshew went about his business. So I don't blame him for just asking that. Now, who knows? You know, Gardner Minshew is known to be a little bit different guy to begin with, you know, as evidenced <laughs> by the video of him in the parking lot with his dad, how exuberant they were after that yeah. win. You know, the fact that he got a chance just to play, you know. And so I have no problem with, with him going up to the coach and saying, Coach, I'm going to talk to you, man. I'm gonna, what do I got to do to be the starter of this team? I don't think it was disrespectful Mm. and I don't think it was disruptive. Well, but Deegan, maybe you can weigh in here. How does that become a report? If it's just a private meeting between the two of them, I I think it's more concerning that, that clearly Gardner Minshew put that out there. I would assume that that would be something. Or his agent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Or his agent. That would make more sense. You know, a lot of stuff that comes out about players uh, come directly through agents. Why do you think so many people in media outlets, you know, get, certain tips, certain uh, breaking stories, the relationships they build with the agent. And if an agent is trying to get his players' numbers up, it also means that the agent's numbers are going to be up as well. You know, So I can understand from an agent perspective, and I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I've seen mm-hmm. it happen too many times where you, know, you wonder, where the heck does a leak come from? You know, start with the agent, and then <laughs> next start with the player, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Mark, as you know, all of us in the media, we have our, you know, we have our sources. Mm. We have people that we talk to, you know, people that we cut deals with, so to speak, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's just the nature of the beast. Everybody's trying to get an edge, especially in this social media world that we live in today. Everybody's looking for an edge, looking for an angle, angle to one up, you know, the comp, the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we don't get ribs. You give ribs to the agents and everything, and then they tip you right. off to the next thing. That's why he we don't get any of that. Yeah, he invites them fishing. <laughs> that's who he's texting nice things to. Meanwhile, we just get like judgment and mean <laughs> emojis. Wait, 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 wait. There was no judgment. Right. I, I, I asked you a question. There was no judgment. I was just trying to get a better feel for the possibility that if certain people are sharing the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, charter boat I'm on or or the body of water I'm on and fishing close to me, then I'm safe. Then yeah. I'm not going to okay. get hooked in the back of the neck or I'm gonna, okay. not going to have to untangle you from trees and rocks every five minutes. I just want to make <laughs> sure you can handle your own out in the wilds of fishing. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to know. It was not passing judgment. 
All right. Well, I'll you know I'll take your word for that. Um, but I do want to talk about Nick Sirianni's response because yeah. I love it, and I feel like if I were to ask him, like, "Hey, I want to be the starter," and I got that response, that would be kind of it's like just like oh we're good like oh no like thanks i appreciate it but like no like just a now we're good it's yeah. like d gun when we asked to go fishing he's like no i'm good <laughs> it's a firm no you can't no. argue with it it's just right. like nah but but if that, <laughs> no, if that is if that is the response that nick sirianni gave gardner Minshew, i thought it was a very appropriate response without hurting his feelings mm. or being demeaning hey look yeah i understand what you're saying but right now we're good at that position Right. Translation, Here. translation. I've got my starting quarterback right now. Right. You know, and, and going back to what we were talking about, Mark, earlier about you wanting to see Jalen Hurts maybe for a couple of downs, a couple of series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just saw a quote, John. Uh, you know, from um, Nick Sirianni's postgame comments. He said, "You know what? This was an opportunity to get Jalen Hurts a hundred percent." Closer mm -hmm. to 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good with that. I have okay. no problem with that because mm -hmm. I don't want any excuses. What, whatever happens next week, win or lose, I don't want any excuses that the quarterback, because he tweaked that ankle in a game against the Dallas Cowboys or he missed that game because he got jacked up against the Dallas Cowboys, you know, I don't want any excuses. When he steps on that field one week from this weekend, I want Jalen Hurts. I want that team to be at 100%. And let the swinging begin. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing in the chat. Uh, there's a reference to Gundam style, and I, I thought everyone <laughs> forgot about that for a while. I uh, forgot I about it. It was either a typo trying to say Ganon style, yeah. with no defense, uh, or I, right. I don't know. But Daza, thank you for that, Sean. Thank you for the follow up as well. Um, just real quick to go back to the, the the last thing on Minshew as far as that conversation went. I feel like going to the coach as soon as you're traded and saying you want to be the starter, totally kosher. No issue whatsoever. But after one game, 13 mm. weeks into the season, and it's the Jets, I mean, I feel like it should be a – it's one of those things that um, I think everybody knows. Everyone knows Gardner Minshew wants to be the starter. When it becomes verbalized, and then, like you said, Gunner, it gets out, I think that's where it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. And as far as that hug goes with him and his dad, could you imagine if Gardner Minshew would have led the Eagles to a win over the Cowboys tonight in oh, prime yeah. time? Oh, could yeah. you imagine – the bro hug that would have been exchanged between father and son. I feel like the universe would have collapsed. They probably would have been body slamming been... each other in the parking lot, like WWE <laughs> style, you know? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably they would have been like jumping into tables, like, like Buffalo Bills fans. Oh, yeah. Like body yeah. slamming tables. I, 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 have no, I have no problem with that, that kind of emotion. I mean, <laughs> that's real. I'm, gl I'm glad you see that. You know, if a father and a son have that kind of relationship, you know, no matter how insignificant it may seem to us at that particular moment, if that's the bond they have, that's great. I wish all fathers and sons had those kind of bonds. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. But I wish all dads had those kind of relationships with their son. And if that, if that is their relationship, you know, their special moment, their one moment in time, whatever the case may be, so be it. Let them enjoy it. There you go. That's all we're saying. Just enjoy yourself. They're having a great time. That's all we can say. Good for them. Um, if we can't really look at this game and get much out of it when it comes to anything with the starters, and we know why. I mean, Devontae Smith got the record. Good for him. Jason Kelsey got 122 snaps under his belt consecutive. Good for him. Out of the game. Done. Is there anything we can really take out of a game like this? As much of a blowout as it was, if we just even evaluate the first half, is there anything we could take out of a game like this, Gunner? Anything we could take away 
from an absolute beatdown with the second and third strings playing against the mm-hmm. mostly first thing strings of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, we can take out the fact that the Eagles passed up, back up, offensive line didn't embarrass itself. Uh, they took it to that Dallas, you know, uh, front seven. Um, they ran the ball well. Uh, a kid named Jason Huntley showed that he can run in the National Football League. Unfortunately for him, he's buried on the depth chart behind four other running backs. So those are two positives that I saw. Now, when you look at the guys playing on the back end of the defense tonight, it looked like the Keystone Cops running around back there. A lot of miscommunication in the past defense tonight. So those guys got a lot of work to do in, in terms of uh, trying to get more playing time. Uh, but I saw the, the two positives that really stood out was their, their offensive line, you know, went toe-to-toe with this Dallas defensive front and that this young kid, you know, ran the football well when he had when given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Devin, do you have a favorite moment from this game or something you'll take away and be like, well, at least that happened? Ooh, um, honestly, the, I was just so pleasantly surprised with that first drive. Uh, and I like seeing Tyree Jackson in action. We haven't seen anything and get, got his first touchdown. Um, but I have to say that Kenny Gainwell, his how, he had one, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of his, one of the yeah. Kenny G touchdowns really brought a lot of joy into my life because I haven't been able to say Kenny G on this program in a while. So <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Uh, I got to I gotta go back to a guy that I think we only talked yeah. about really in the preseason, and that's Milton Williams. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. D- defensive tackle, uh, third-round pick. Like, we talk a lot about the offensive line and the defensive line. Pretty much anything that, like, preceding, preceded by defense, we have not really enjoyed so far this season. <laughs> However, when it comes to the defensive line, I feel like they're in good hands going forward. I feel like Josh Sweat's only going to get better. He obviously didn't play tonight. But I feel like uh, if Fletcher Cox eventually moves on, I feel like when Javon Hargrave eventually moves on, I feel like not saying that Milton Williams is going to have the career those guys have had, but I just feel like he'll be a good starting off point. And he got limited reps, obviously, this season. But he you could see why he was as high as a third-round pick, and that's the type of guy you expect to get in the third round, somebody that shows some promise his rookie year and then goes on to you know t- develop into a much better player. But right now, in a game like this where he's going up against Lyle Collins, who – we all know what happened with his draft stock, but he would have been a first-round pick. Mill Williams put him on roller skates a couple of different points in this game, and they even flipped him around to the other side of the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. to try to uh, attack uh, Dak Prescott in the backfield there. I, if, I know offensively we can look at the running backs. We can always look at the offensive line. Jeff Stoutland literally just seems to be a guy that just anoints you and you become a Pro Bowl-worthy offensive lineman. That's how great he is at his job. But on the defensive side of things, you can look at a guy like Milton Williams as a guy that I think – has taken steps forward throughout this year. I was glad to see him get extra reps tonight with uh, the regular guys not really playing. And I thought there was a couple of different occasions tonight, especially coming up with a uh, tackle for loss. He almost had a sack later in that game. You saw the uh, the uh, Cowboys offensive lineman getting in his face after he took down Dak Prescott. They thought, oh, it was a little bit of a dirty hit because he landed on top of him. There was no way to avoid that. Uh, but I just thought there were a couple of different occasions where he got into the backfield tonight where I wasn't really expecting him to get off the line of scrimmage as quickly as he did. Big body, uh, nice low center of gravity, a strong, great bull rush. Um, and who better to learn from than two proven po- pros like Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox in terms of trying to uh, be one of the defensive linemen that will be counted on for a few years to come down the road. I love his motor, his nonstop motor. He even batted down a pass uh, at one point. Um, I think the kid has a lot of promise. 
Um, and now that you have him in that rotation, he's got you know a whole season under his belt. He's not a rookie player anymore. Is a whole season under his belt now. I think he's going to be valuable in terms of both the run defense and pass rush uh, when this team starts to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, I'm being reminded by uh, our friends in the chat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it Robert that hit, hit us up with this. Um, our boy Aaron Sipos. I wait. I was literally just about to bring that up. That's so and like I wasn't even looking at the chat. I. I didn't want to bring down the vibe, but yeah, you know who, who didn't play so hot today? Yeah. Our early season MVP, Aaron Sippas. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, he that was a shank. That was a shank, and that was a shankopotamus, <laughs> is what that was. Yeah, that was that was pretty nasty. And I don't know. I, I I meant to look up how many uh, what the conversion rate was on third down for the Cowboys, but it seemed like mm. multiple occasions it was third and long. Dak Prescott yeah. twenty five yards down the middle of the uh, down the middle of the field. The touchdown they had to Jordan Schultz. Uh, that was the, I think it was right after that putt, if I'm not mistaken, that was the one mm-hmm. that just made you feel like you were just yeah. like, that was where the game was completely out of hand. Mm-hmm. They got up the, the, the shank of a punt from Sipos, And then they had the touchdown in the middle of the end zone, literally no one around him, no one around mm-hmm. him. And that's when the games, that's when the game really got out of hand. That was, yeah, that was when I was like, all right, can we just start the post game now? Like, let's just wrap it up here. But, and the, the Sipos thing, we joke, but also if that happens in a playoff game, you know, that's unacceptable. So I don't know. Maybe he has the yips. Maybe he's near. I don't, maybe he's in. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, our yips. early season MVP has, uh, <laughs> has lost his, his shine, I guess. Um, but yeah, that touchdown definitely hurt. And I also felt like the Cal or the Eagles defense looked like a high school defense. And I can't tell if that's because it was, you know, our backups or if our defense just isn't very good, especially against the pass. No, it was because of the backups tonight. (laughs) There's no question it was because of the backups tonight. Um, You know, I don't trust the defense ever. I know. know. Oh, I know. And I don't disagree with you. I I still don't understand what Jonathan Gannon's identity is as a defensive coordinator. Um, And, you know, he played more aggressively against lesser opponents, but he showed better opponents too much respect playing, you know, off coverage, playing these deep zone coverages. So I don't know what we're going to expect from Jonathan Gannon in the playoffs. The biggest, the biggest thing, you know, we can argue all we want about the coverage that his his defense plays. The biggest concern for me is that the front seven's inability to get to the quarterback. You know, they had 28 quarterback sacks before tonight, uh, which was like 28th in a league. Um, and when you start playing playoff football, you better be able to put some pressure on the likes of a Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, uh, Kyle Murray, Aaron Rodgers, these guys. If not, they're going to sit back there and pick you apart like they like shooting bottles off a fence. I don't care if you try to play man man on them, bump and run, uh, deep zone, whatever the case may be. If you're not putting pressure on a quarterback and those quarterbacks have time to survey the situation, they're going to chew you up and it's going to be a quick exit for your team. Uh, real quick, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, eight for 13 on third down, two for two on fourth down, Eagles three for three, but 10 for 18 on third down efficiency right there. So the Cowboys, 8 of 13. 13 third down attempts. They converted on eight of them. So there you go. Uh, that's not exactly the day that you want to have as a defense, unfortunately, for the Eagles. Uh, but, no, it had to do, I think, Devin, answer your question, it's similar to what Gunnar was saying, had to do with personnel more than anything. I mean, Zach McPherson, a couple of different occasions. And he was a guy that was uh, – I love this title that a lot of players get. Mr. Training Camp, Zach McPherson was one of those guys that was Mr. Training Camp, and 
I was actually reliving this moment. J.J. Ortega Whiteside was actually a Mr. Training Camp at one moment as well. Mm -hmm. So that's what that title has done for some players. But anyway, Zach McPherson goes out tonight. uh, Not really able to stay with many Cowboys receivers throughout this game. uh, You saw uh, Wilson come up with a huge game, his best game of the season by far for the Cowboys tonight. Had a couple of catches down the sideline. McPherson's not able to stick with him at different points of this game tonight. So left a lot to be desired. When you're trying to evaluate the offensive line with their backups, defensive line with their backups, secondary certainly did not pass any tests tonight. Dak Prescott with five touchdown passes. I was looking forward to seeing something from this uh, defensive unit, from this secondary. Oh, give me something to look forward to for depth for next year or even going into the playoffs in case of emergency break glass type of thing. That was, um, even for a Jonathan Gannon defense, that left a lot to be desired, Gunner. You're talking about a, a bunch of guys who, who don't have a lot of game experience playing mm-hmm. together. That That's the big thing. You know, when you have a starting defensive unit playing in the secondary, those guys form a cohesive bond. There, There's there's unwritten, a lot of times there's, there's unspoken words. All they have to do is look at each other, and they know what they're going to do in certain defensive calls. You had a bunch of guys back there still trying to figure out every play. Where am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to cover when I drop back? What zone do I have? What what third of a zone do I have? So on and so forth. If they run a crossing route, do I follow this guy? Do I sit in the hole and wait for this guy to come this way? You know, so there was a lot of confusion back there. And that's to be understood um, when you consider the, the 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 lack of playing time that these guys in the back end have together. Um, I, I'm not surprised. I tell you, the biggest surprise to me was the fact that the Eagles hung with this team uh, for the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The outcome of the game, you know, 50, well, 51 26 was a little, you know, uh, a little beyond what I thought it would be. But I'm not surprised the Cowboys pulled away in the second half when they kept playing the starters. You know, you got guys who are just happy to be on the field playing the likes of Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Are you kidding me? You're lucky it wasn't worse than what it was. <laughs> it was amazing. They, they kept it as close as it was. Uh, real quick, when we come back, we're going to be joined by John, John McMullen from Lincoln Financial Field. Don't forget, portions of this live broadcast are brought to you by First Trust Bank. You can check out the Jacob Media YouTube channel Monday morning for Birds 365 with Jody Mack and Johnny Mack, First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. John McMullen, Johnny Mack himself will join us when we return on live postgame show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yeah, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The live postgame show is powered by IBEW Local 98. Joined now by the great county Matt John McMullen from Lincoln Financial Field, presented by Metta Law and Associates, tough injury lawyer called Metta and Associates. Johnny Mac, first and foremost, welcome in. And everybody's healthy. We good? Everyone all right? What's going on down there at the lake? Well, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's all right after watching uh, preseason <laughs> football. I, I think the only thing missing tonight was the New York Jets in, with 90 players with half of them that you don't know. But obviously, sure. now the Eagles weren't playing to win this game. And, you know, they were competitive when Jake Elliott kicked that uh, field goal early in the second quarter. You look up and it's a 10-10 game and you go, wow, what is – you know, I'm giving Jeff Stoutland all these props, the offensive line with Andre Dillard and Sue Opeta and Brett Toth and Jack Anderson and LaRaven Clark. They're still opening up holes. Kenny Gainwell looks good. Gardner Minshew's making some plays. But, boy, that Dallas offense is talented, man. And those wide receivers. And remember, Michael Gallup's hurt. He, mm-hmm. he tore yeah. his ACL last week. And they just put Cedric Wilson in, and they don't miss a beat. Uh, I mean, those guys are tough to deal with when you're playing your top players. And obviously, uh, the Eagles dressed one defensive starter, and that was T.J. Edwards, and he didn't even play. So, um, you know, they don't have – we talk about this team in general, and I think everybody looks at the draft and the three first-round picks, and they say, well, you got to add to the defense a lot. Uh, and that's with the starters. So you can imagine with the backups. And that's kind of what happened as the game the game went on. Yeah, it looked like um, Zach McPherson did not exactly look like a guy that was willing to prove himself as a rookie, at least not in this game. Yeah, and he's the top corner, remember. And that's, right. you know, if you think about this whole season, you know, the Eagles get through 17 games for the most part. Darius Slay had the one concussion, had to leave a little bit earlier. Steve Nelson pretty much stayed healthy the whole year. I, I think that's one of the most important parts of why this team is in the playoffs because obviously Darius has had an all-pro-like season, and Steve has been a, a very competent, complimentary corner, uh, a, a good NFL starting corner. 
if they lost either of those two guys and they had to go to the Zach McPherson's of the world or the Carrie Vincent's juniors, you saw tonight, you saw what likely would have happened. What about guys like Andre Dillard and Tyree Jackson, who had a chance to kind of step up tonight and could affect our depth going into the playoffs? Um, I know both of them were injured. Is there any update on them? Yeah, well, Tyree, I think, is was the bigger concern because that mm-hmm. looked like it could be a potentially serious injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Mike Garofolo comes out. The Eagles don't think it's a torn ACL. So that's what you immediately think of. So early returns are at least somewhat positive. Obviously, they'll have to wait uh, for MRIs and things like that. But usually with ACLs, they can tell pretty quickly um, if it is a torn ACL. So that that part of it is positive. Uh, Andre is, you know, Andre played well. I, mm-hmm. I, Andre Dillard and Sua Opeta, and we joke with Jason Kelsey and he calls Sua the Tesla stock and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, 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 they could start. I'm not saying they would be, but if you look at some of the offensive lines in this league, they, that, that could be a starting left side of mm-hmm. an offensive line in the NFL probably bottom 10, but still, I mean, there are some bad offensive lines in this league. They were playing great early and LaRaven Clark as well was playing right tackle. Um, I, I'm just, I get more and more amazed by, by Jeff Stoutland and what he's able to pull off and people in Philadelphia can sit because there's four games at four 30 tomorrow that will kind of decide who the Eagles are going to play in the playoffs. And, you can sit and watch these games and watch some of the offensive line play, and you'll start to really, really appreciate what's going on in Philadelphia when it comes to the offensive line. Hey, John, a uh, hot topic of discussion all day long and even after the game. Play the starters, not play the starters. Uh, I've gone on record on a number of platforms today and given my opinion. Your thoughts on Nick Sirianni's decision to not play the starters in this game tonight? Uh, you know, it, 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 I agree personally, I'll, I'll put it this way. Personally, I don't agree with it, but for the way the Eagles have run this thing from the start, you go all the way back to training camp when we were at like day three and they were given maintenance days to the starters, to some of the veteran starters. Uh, and we talked all about over the summer, how, how light the practices are, were an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. The whole goal of this team has been to stay as healthy as possible. So from what they've been doing all year, it doesn't surprise me that they sat everybody because that's just their their philosophy, their mentality. I like Dallas's philosophy. I like Aaron Rodgers' philosophy. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay has the number one seed. He wants to play in weeks. He's got nothing to play for. But he wants to keep playing. And and by the way, it's not the players. Jalen Hurts wanted to play in this game. De- Devontae Smith, they let him play a little bit uh, to break Deshaun Jackson's record and then got him out of there. He tried to get back in the game. They want to play. Uh, so it's not the players. But I don't know. I, I'm a little old school in that frame. I, I, I do think, uh, uh, you know, keeping it going and playing well. I mean, that's one of the reasons Dallas played this game. That's what Jerry Jones, they were so disappointed about the way they played against Arizona last week. They wanted to get a better taste in their mouth. 
And now they're probably sitting there going, we put a 50 burger on this team. Granted, it's against the junior varsity, mm-hmm. but it makes them feel good. I guarantee you that. Mm. Look at Dak Prescott's numbers. I guarantee you he's feeling good. So I, I think there, there's some meaning to that. I think it's real. Oh, and I agree with you, by the way, John. I wanted to see the starters play at least a little bit in this game. And, and Jalen Hurts said that earlier in the week. Devontae, Devontae Smith spoke beautifully about it earlier in the week, about how they want to keep that momentum going. They want to build on that and go into the playoffs with that type of momentum. Uh, but as far as this particular game goes, one thing that's really great about the Cowboys winning the way they did and Prescott putting up the numbers that he did, it's going to be so great to watch them epically fail in the first round of the playoffs after they're riding <laughs> such a high. I will bask in those Cowboy tears when they get bounced out about whoever they're going to play in that first round. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I, I, I will say this, and I know people in Philadelphia hate the Cowboys, and I get it. But, I, it, you know, people have been asking me all week. There were, uh, you know, four – there was a chance, and there's still a chance – that you could play Tampa Bay, the Eagles, most likely is the most likely scenario. But there are other scenarios where you play the Rams, the Cardinals, and yes, even the Cowboys. Very slight chance, but uh, it, it still could be a first-round game against the Cowboys. Um, I think it's the worst matchup for the Eagles. You saw the first game. This game didn't uh, mean as much, granted. But people talk about the Cowboys playing the starters, and they did play their starters, the majority of the starters that were available. Oh, by the way, guess who wasn't available? Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. I mean, those are arguably their two best defensive players. Uh, and, and Micah's on the COVID list, and, and Trayvon, I think, I don't think he's on the COVID list, but he had an illness. Um, and, and obviously they weren't out there. And Diggs has intercepted uh, the Eagles every time he has played the Eagles, including the pick six against Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. This team is really, really talented. And I know Eagles fans don't want to hear that. But, I mean, look at Cedric Wilson. I mean, that guy is the fourth receiver on this team. Other than Devontae Smith, he would easily, easily be the best receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. They are loaded. And I don't think the Eagles match up with them. I agree. They definitely scare me. But in terms of the debate over, you know, whether we should have started Jalen Hurts and the rest of our starters or not, how much of this game was, you know, evaluating almost and and seeing where guys like Gardner Minshew and guys who haven't gotten a lot of playtime and guys like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and uh, Jalen Rager, like how much of it was necessary for the organization to kind of evaluate their positions on the team? Oh, no, I asked Nick that in, in his press conference. I said, you know, the silver lining is you got to watch a lot of players play who don't get that much playing time mm. and who kind of stood out to him. Uh, and he mentioned Quez Watkins on the offensive side. I uh, mentioned Milton Williams, who who was able to do some things. Uh, and he mentioned Mac McCain and special teams. But um, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a silver lining, not for JJ, because uh, my my <laughs> God, I mean that poor kid. I I don't know what's going on. He was a I, and I know he, you know the Eagles get killed for that pick. Uh, and, uh, you know, because DK Metcalf and, you know, people don't know D- DK Metcalf had a medical red flag on him mm-hmm. from the Eagles and a lot of other teams. So 
it, he really wasn't in the mix uh, for them when they took J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. But the bigger point is, it wasn't like the Eagles were the only team that liked J.J. He was a good player at Stanford. He was a big-time NFL prospect. And if the Eagles didn't take him where they took him, somebody else would have very quickly. It wasn't like they reached for him. I, he, he's playing with no confidence that that back shoulder throw that Gardner Minshew threw to him, that's got to be a touchdown. You got to catch that. Mm-hmm. And and the interception, um, it was a little bit high, but I mean, he's got to bring that ball down. And then you see the confidence, and this permeates the entire. I, I don't know that we're in week 17. I think I've talked about this 17 weeks, these rub refs. Mm-hmm. They can't run a rub route to save no, their lives. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, and, and I just don't. Un- and by the way, in the same, C.D. Lamb absolutely pancaked, uh, I think it was Josiah Scott, for the first Cedric Wilson touchdown. Yeah. And they don't get called for uh, offensive pass interference. So sometimes it's just the officials uh, missing things. But the Eagles aren't good at it. And they don't have savvy when they run those routes but jj as a whole i i mean it's tough it really is tough and you start to talk about players losing confidence and i think he's one of those players i think he just is playing with no confidence right now and so here we sit with an eagles team that spent a second round pick on jj ortega whiteside a first round pick in jalen rager and both of them have not panned out and you look at other players that were taken behind those two players that have excelled tremendously, and you can understand this Eagles fan base frustration in terms of how this this organization has picked certain players. But I do also think we need to give kudos and props where, where, where it's due at times. You know, you know, they found um, a Landon Dickerson, you know, who had an ACL injury. Um, you know, the, the T.J. Edwards. You know, they, the Eagles have gotten very lucky in a lot of places in terms of the middle-round draft picks and the later-round draft picks. Um, you know, they, they hit on Elaine Johnson, you know, and it looks like uh, a Jalen Hurts, who was a shocking second-round pick, is going to be a serviceable quarterback if, if for nothing more for 2022 as they address some other areas. And I, I, I've been screaming as much as anybody the overall draft process in recent years has been inconsistent at best, but they have found some diamonds in the rough that have really shined for this organization in w- recent years as well. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, the draft this year looks really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and y- you know how this works, Deacon. If you move oh, yeah. on your first round picks, it, it, it doesn't matter what you do in your other uh, picks. Be- people just look at first round picks and say, and I got I got a lot of heat this week for calling Howie Roseman one of the best general managers in in in, in football. Um, but what people don't understand is, you know, that's a big job. It's not just right. a big part of it is talent evaluation. No question about it. Maybe the biggest part, but there's other parts. We talk about. We just talked about Jeff Stoutland. Well, who who got Jeff Stoutland here? Who kept him here through three coaching staffs? Who stopped him to go from Alabama? That's mm-hmm. Howie Roseman, who got three first-round picks, who made that trade with the Miami Dolphins to get not only Devontae Smith, but he got an extra first-round pick yeah, coming in April. All these things, the salary cap, uh, 
all these things, whether <clears throat> Albert Breer comes out with his future general managers list and there's 30 names on it and three come from the Philadelphia front office, Catherine Race, uh, Brandon Brown, Ian Cunningham. Who do you think hired those people? Who do you think brings them up? That's why Jeffrey Lurie says, you know, we're a GM factory now. Uh, before it was Andrew <laughs> Berry and Joe Douglas. Um, this is a very, and D Gunn can speak to this as well. This is a very well-regarded front office in the league. In the league, there's tremendous respect for the way the Eagles do business. So when you look at the most obvious one being Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson, nobody's telling you the Eagles made the right choice. That's right. stipulated. Right. They made an awful decision. But guess where Minnesota is? Not in the playoffs. Right. And they're going to fire their head coach on Monday. And, and, I, I, there yeah. are bigger decisions than one player in one position. And everybody from Bill Belichick on down has missed on first-round draft picks. Every single general manager. Every single one of them. And, and, some, and sometimes you can put too much stock in having X amount of first-round picks. I mean, you look at the New England Patriots organization when they had Tom Brady at the helm. This was an organization that didn't care about draft picks whatsoever. They would trade draft picks in a minute to get a proven player already to put them in their, their scheme, whether it was an offensive defense. And they are the only team for a span of more than a decade where that formula worked. Now you look at a team like the Rams who are trying to emulate them in some ways. Rams have given up a lot of draft picks to go out and get a Von Miller to go along with an Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They're all in now, trying to win it now. They made a switch at quarterback, getting rid of Jared Goff and bringing in Matthew Stafford. Um, unfortunately, Robert Woods is hurt, uh, which would have really complimented a, a heck of an arsenal of offensive players. So the Rams are trying to win it now. Now, will that formula work for them as well? We're going to find out when the playoffs start. It didn't work last year when they got bounced from the playoffs a lot earlier than they were expecting. Now we're going to find out if the formulas work for them this year. But the New England Patriots are the only team that have been able to forego draft picks, grab other people's players, and keep that train moving. They identify in a hurry proven players that fit their schemes on both sides of the football. When you look at, when you look at a lot of the, the Super Bowls that Brady has won, look at the clientele of receivers he was throwing to for the most part. He wasn't, he wasn't throwing to the likes of Julio Jones and Devontae Adams and all these guys. He was getting second, third-tier receivers. You know, he had a Julian Edelman. Okay. You know, he had guys like that, he, but he had great tight end. Now, they, they put a lot of stock into the tight end, but they also felt we can use running backs by committee, you know, the James White and running backs like that. And when we use them up, we'll go get another one. You know, forget the draft picks. Let's bottle the draft picks up. You know, that formula works for them. Other teams have tried it and failed. But – I think a lot of people, too, also forget, John, what Howie Roseman did this, did for this organization in terms of four years ago when he hit on everything strategically to put together a Super Bowl team. He gave the city something that they had never had before, which was a Super Bowl championship. And, yes, it has been four years removed. And, you know, no team is consistent, as John just talked about, when it comes to the draft. Some you, some you hit, some you miss. The ones that Howie have missed on have been glare, more glaring more so in a lot of ways than some of the ones that he hit on. you know, And that's understandable when, when fans want its instant results now. you know, we, we know that it no longer takes five, six years to, to build a winning team. Heck, we've seen teams go from the bottom of the barrel to the top 
in the next year. And I don't mean by winning at all, but being competitive and being in the conversation of playoffs. You know, because of the, the advent of parity in the National Football League, free agents moving around as much, uh, better college talent overall coming out in the draft. Um, you know, teams are getting better a lot quicker. You know, and, and Howie Roseman, you know, has been a part of that in terms of finding – I think he does a better job bringing in free agents consistently than he does drafting players, but he does deserve some of the credit. And people don't want to hear this, but he does deserve some of the credit for what this team has been able to do in 2021. Yeah, and four out of five years in the postseason for the Eagles. So no seven question. teams currently Absolutely. in the NFL have made the postseason four out of five years or, or five out of five in the case Absolutely. of Kansas City. Uh, seven teams in a 32-team league. Do the math. It's less than 25%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of teams have that kind of consistency. And look, that doesn't mean you do everything right. It's easy as we – uh, it's easy. It's absolutely correct to say this team missed on Jalen Rager at this point. It's right. even more correct, probably, to say they missed on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Right. Uh, I still don't think to this day, and I, I think Nick Sirianni has done a tremendous job as a rookie head coach. I still don't think Doug Peterson should have been fired after either. winning a Super Bowl. Uh, all these are, 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 are things that you could look at and say, eh, that's not what I would have done. But when you measure their decisions, and I mean every decision, and Nick got a little, you don't see Nick get a little, uh, uh, got his back up a little bit today when somebody asked him about the COVID situation as the Eagles were trying to manipulate things. He said, no, they were sick. Bull, you know what? Uh -huh. The Eagles were trying to manipulate things, and they did it because the NFL changed their rules and they took advantage of the rules every little advantage the eagles can get they generally try to get and they make better decisions on a consistent basis than most franchises in this league and i'm going to say it now deacons from wisconsin so they're the most spoiled people of all i say this all the time because they have had Hall of Fame quarterback play for 33 consecutive years. This is 1992. And they expect it. And they don't know how the other half lives. Yeah, but see, Eagles John, here's, here's a big, pretty spoiled. Though. Yeah, but here's the bigger disappointment, John. You only had Eagles, uh, Green Bay is the only franchise that has only had two quarterbacks since 1992. But yet they've only been to three Super Bowls in that time frame. They won yeah, two. Yeah, but listen to what you're saying, yeah. Econ. Only right. three Super Bowls. Right. Wow, wow, wow. No, I know, I mean, I know what you're yeah, saying. Okay. I, I know what you're New saying. New England's that been to 100. But most organizations, most fan bases would take three, be in the three Super Bowls. I agree. Two win and say thank you very much. Do we lose Because them? Tom Brady no. exists, people think, oh, we should go out and win seven. We should go out. I mean, that's that's never going to happen again. And remember, the one, you know, you mentioned the receivers and the Patriots. The one year they had a receiver, Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yep. Brady and Moss, I think it was 23 touchdowns. Yeah. They were 16-0. and 0. Yeah. That was the best Patriots team of them all, and they didn't win the Super nope. Bowl. Nope. Hey, just thank goodness we're not the Cleveland Browns. Since 1999, the Cleveland Browns have had, what, 29 different starting quarterbacks? Think about that. 
You're not the Cleveland Browns. It may not be what you want here in Philadelphia, but you are far from being the Cleveland Browns organization. Yeah. John, you mentioned Nick Sirianni, and I feel like you always have good insight into, you know, what he's like. You've been talking with him in these pressers and more throughout the season. What is your confidence level in Nick Sirianni and his mindset going into his first playoffs as an NFL head coach? Uh, I, I, you know, anytime you have a rookie head coach and we've seen it throughout the season, uh, you're learning on the job. It's a big job. It's, it's, you know, in a lot of ways I compare it to being president of the United States, no matter what anybody says, there's no experience for it until you get the job because I've talked to so many head coaches and they all say the same thing. They say, I, I didn't I didn't know how much time I, I, I would have to spend on whether it's, you know, media relations, community relations, uh, doing things uh, outside the building, in the community, uh, how much time they had to spend away from football. Whereas coordinators, it's all X's and O's. You just work on game planning. You just it's football 24 seven. And it takes him away. And, and and he's been learning, and he said this exact same thing when we asked him, you know, what has been the most difficult part of it. And I think 90% of coaches say the same thing. Uh, but he's gotten better and better. And, and, and that's what you love to see. And you don't see the, the mistakes repeated uh, time after time. And that's positive as well. But once you hit the playoffs, and again, who's it going to be against? it's still the most likely scenario is going to be Tampa Bay and you're dealing with Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady. And, you know, that's difficult. That's a difficult matchup. And, you know, it could be the LA Rams and Sean McVay has been to the playoffs now a number of consecutive years. Um, Arizona would probably be a better matchup because of, of Cliff Kingsbury. And he's, uh, has a little more experience as an NFL head coach, but doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. So it's something he's going to have to go through and he's something he's going to have to learn. Um, but I think he's done a wonderful job. I, I, you know, I think he's the best rookie head coach in this league, uh, in this hiring cycle. And I got to give Jeffrey Lurie credit because, you know, a lot of people killed him. Uh, when he hired Nick Sirianni and he had that first presser, you go all the way back to that. And one thing about Jeffrey, he's been very good with these coaching hires, dating back to Ray Rhodes, obviously Andy Reid, even Chip Kelly, uh, his first year, 10-win team, playoff team, and obviously Doug Peterson and now Nick Sirianni. He generally gets these things right my my question is, is he going to have the patience uh, to to live, and I'm talking about Jeffrey Lurie now, to live through these growing pains? Because he's been here for 26 years. He's owned this team for over a quarter century now. And he was very understanding that continuity is, is best when Andy Reid was here. And ever since Andy Reid has left, he, he seems to have grown more impatient, more willing to to jump at the first sign of trouble. I, I hope he learns from what happened with Chip Kelly and what happened with Doug Peterson. I, I mean, three years. 
I, I, I remember being in Minneapolis and I said, well, Doug's got a lifetime dispensation card. He just won the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. Turns out th- uh, lifetime was three years. I mean, is Nick Sirianni going to win a Super Bowl? And how, how quickly does that uh, patience start to wear thin? I hope uh, Jeffrey Lurie learns from what he just went through and understands that it's a process. And because I think he's got, I think he's got a good coach. Yeah. I think, I hope the biggest thing that Jeffrey Lurie has learned is when to back off the mistake they made with Doug Peterson. Well, see, there are teams that are organizational run and there are teams that are head coach run. And the Eagles are like the Dallas Cowboys. That that's an organization run team. The Eagles want to have uh, their front office wants to have a lot of say so in the 53 man personnel and things like that. And it didn't bode well with with uh, Doug anymore, especially after he won a Super Bowl, where they still wanted to have a hand in who his coaches were, how the roster was set, so on and so forth. And Doug said, "You know what? I'm tired of this." You know, in so many words. And I'm not and I'm not quoting Doug verbatim, but uh, you could be. He could be DK. But that's well, exactly I, what happened. I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into all that because you know I don't want the Eagles organization calling me and say, hey, why'd you bring this up? What you know, basically <laughs> what it came down to was, you know, wait a minute, I just gave you something that your organization never had, which was that Vince Lombardi trophy. And you still want to ride roughshod over what I'm trying to do. You still want to handpick certain entities and what I do. I think I've proven to you that I'm capable of doing certain things, but the organization still wanted to have a definitive hand in what happens on the field. So, you know, when you talk about what you hope Jeffrey Lurie has learned and what Howie Roseman has learned, I hope they've learned that if Nick Sirianni gets to a point to where he wins a Super Bowl championship for this organization, and if he wants to have a little bit more input in certain things, that they give him more leeway than they were willing to give his predecessor. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, you know, one thing, you know, it's a give and take. It really is because, you know, I know this organization worked very hard to get Nick uh, to be on board with Jeff Stoutland to come back. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but uh, in the offseason, Bruce Feldman, who's one of the best college football reporters in the country, Mm-hmm. Uh, reported that Jeff Stoutland was on his way back to Alabama. And he was. He was on his way back to Alabama. Now he jokes about it and says it's his wife who didn't want to leave and didn't want to go back. Uh, but he was going back. And the Eagles convinced him not to. And that was the organization. And and that's where Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman deserve credit. Now, in other instances, look, what do you want to fire guys uh, and you want to scapegoat guys, and and that's what happened. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but that's what happened right. with Mike Grow and and Carson Walls. And last year was Press Taylor and Matt Burke. Um, you you got to let the head coach have his guys, and then if it doesn't work, then you point at the head coach. Right, right. Can we go back to listing things we liked about Wisconsin? Okay, cheese curds, <laughs> bratwurst. Uh, title Town, the Ice Luge. They have it. Uh, title Town. Never uh, had a cheese curd in my life. Oh my God, cheese curds are amazing. Uh, I John, love bro- John, Just uh, real quick, uh, Miles Sanders a chance to come back, play in the playoffs. What are we thinking for Miles Sanders? Yeah, I, I mean, the Eagles didn't put him on injured reserve, and right. they they did that for a reason. They 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 were hopeful of getting him back for the playoffs. He had surgery. 
Um, I don't know. It seems really, really quick to me. So mm-hmm. maybe if they can pull off an upset and they go further in the playoffs, I think it's more likely. I would be shocked if we see Miles Sanders in the first round of the playoffs. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, we'll get a better indication as they get back to work this week uh, by Wednesday. Uh, I don't expect him to be out there, though. Uh, the good news is, though, you will have Jordan Howard. You will have Boston Scott. Uh, and Kenny Gainwell was probably maybe the best uh, Eagles player today. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the offensive line helped with that, but he he showed a lot of juice. And, you know, he's a, obviously a rookie player, and he had that little lull midway through the season. Maybe that helped his legs get through the rookie wall. Uh, so he can help you as well. And we know this. I mean, the Eagles ran uh, for well over 100 yards again today uh, with the backup running backs and Kenny Gainwell and Jason Huntley is getting elevated from the practice squad. We mentioned all the offensive linemen, uh, and they're still at 149. They right. averaged exactly. 161. Yeah. They're still at right. 149. So right. that's that's pretty good. Unbelievable. John, always great catching up as per usual. Uh, John McMullen joining us from uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Hope to catch up with you again next week following an Eagles playoff victory. How about that? It's possible. Hey, Tampa Bay, too. You don't want Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, but they're banged up. They're yeah, you know what? I, so I, would play, I would rather play Tampa Bay, and I've said this a number of times. I would want to play Tampa Bay first. I think you could catch Tampa Bay at the right time right now. You know, there's no Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown is basically, you know, messed himself up. Or he's not there anymore. Uh, Mike Evans is playing with a hamstring issue. The back end of their defense has been banged up. Uh, Leonard Fournette's injury. And we know Tom Brady can win with, you know, guys off the, coming off the bus. But I think if you were fortunate enough to, kept, to catch Tampa in the first round right now, you might catch them at a very vulnerable moment if all of these guys are still injured. So I would take my shot against Tampa right now. Yeah, well, I'm told you don't spit in the wind and you don't talk yeah, on Superman's yeah, cape, but I'm going to yeah. spit in the wind. I agree with you. I'd rather have Arizona because of Cliff uh, Kingsbury. But other than that, I would say then Tampa and say, hey, tug on that cape. See what happens. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think there's one other thing we should appreciate. And I don't want to start a, a rumor mill, but we could, we, we could, you know, like Devin's laughing, like here goes D gun stirring up trouble again. <laughs> No, but I, and, I, and I'm being in all, I'm being in, uh, as sincere as I can possibly be. We should enjoy the presence of Jason Kelsey because yeah. we don't know if this yeah, could, be could have his been his last season. game at Lincoln Financial. Yeah, we don't was know. Was this his last game? Bonus question. We don't here. know. Do you gonna end John and and everyone win? Was this his last game at the Link? I'll let John um, go first. I think he's coming back to play next year. Uh, I think he had a lot of fun this year. I will say this, though. He does not want to play under these COVID restrictions again uh, because what he enjoys most is the camaraderie in the locker room and being with the guys. And if they have to be separated from each other, I don't think he has a lot of fun. So he always get, he always takes, you know, sort of some time after the season to see how his body feels. He will let the Eagles know by the start of the new league year what he plans to do, and it's up to him. If he wants to come back, he's going to be the starting center for the Eagles. They're going to work out a deal. Um, And if he wants to walk away, he wants to walk away. But I do know he wants to start thinking about the Hall of Fame and 
he might need a, another all pro team or two and that might egg him on to to keep playing a, a little bit longer mm-hmm. john mcmullen thank you brother appreciate you uh coming on as per usual my friend thanks so much all right thank you Absolutely. Uh, John McMullen joining us right there on the live post game show brought to you by Mesa and Associates. I blacked out for like 10 minutes of that. Were we praising <laughs> Howie Roseman? Was Howie Roseman being praised? Was so. there an amount of time so. that we spent yeah. with Howie Roseman? How great yeah. he is all of a sudden. No, 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 no. We didn't say how great. No, 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 no. See, there you go. That's what happens when you I drink I one too many espresso. Know. That's what happens when you combine espresso <laughs> with that stuff behind you on the shelf. That's what I told you to stop this, man. Go to rehab. Something. It's called, Get this it's, espresso. it's called an espresso martini, first yeah. of all. And yeah. great, great choice. Well, we and D-Gun. I was laughing because our producer is like yeah. in the other channel saying D-Gun and uh, John are having a powwow. You guys are really bonding over yeah. Howie Roseman. I didn't want to. Mark no. and I were like, all right, we're just going to let him go. No, I think, I think we have changed. Chastise Howie, and rightfully so, mm. on a number of issues. But I do think we have also not given credit for how, to Howie where credit is due in certain situations. And that's all That's all I'm saying. You know, right. you look at some of the talent they have found. They have found some young talent. They have missed on some young talent as well. Yeah. There's not a front office in the National Football League that doesn't miss on talent. You hope you get it right more than not. And some teams get it right more than not. Mm-hmm. Where, where Howie is concerned in this organization, they've, they've changed the scouting staff several times. They've changed their approach to critiquing players. And unfortunately, the results have been inconsistent. But they have hit on some young players. And this draft in particular this year could be a good draft overall for this team down the road. That's all we're saying. See, that's what happened when you black out. You miss pertinent information. The Radisson Hotel. Appleton is nice. I like Appleton, oh, Wisconsin. Stop, that's, stop, that's where stop, Harry, who, Harry Houdini's stop. from Appleton. The, the yes, Harry Houdini yes, Museum is there. Uh, the Fish only King? good thing about that hotel is the Vince Lombardi Steakhouse. That's it. <laughs> the only thing that's good these about that all, These are all things I know about Wisconsin. Anyway, uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a little game with you fine people. We're going to play a little game uh, called uh, Actual Player or fake player. We're going to have a little fun with the guys that actually played in tonight's game. Uh, some names you might not recognize, some names you might actually recognize, but we are presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Book your summer of 2022 weekend at Ocean Casino. Book it now. Go for the live shows. Go for the win. Summer of 2022 will be off the chain, so make sure you check it out, Ocean Casino Resort. More live post-game show when we return. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yeah, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, 
and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The live postgame show is powered by IBEW Local 98. Welcome back. Live post-game show. Mark Farzetta, Derek Gunn, Devin Caney with you. Don't forget, grab a stateside vodka soda and try the new Surfside Iced Tea by Stateside Vodka. See the scroll below and use the code JACOB for 15% off the very popular Stateside Vodka Soda. Go to statesidevodka.com. Also, make sure you check out the uh, Jacob Media Twitter handle and find out how you can win a Devontae Smith jersey. Not too bad. Giving away some of those. So make sure you check out the Jacob Media Twitter page and uh, find out how you could win a fine jersey of Devontae Smith. Um, real quick, folks, let's have some fun here for a second here. Uh, you, you guys want to play uh, fake or real? Just real quick. You guys want to play this game for, just, yes. me for just a second here? Just tell me. Just tell me if this is a real player that played tonight or I'm just totally making it up. Okay? Fake or real? Devin, I'll go with you first. Andre Hubbard. Fake. Fake. Correct. All right. Here we go. Derek Gunn. Derek Jackson. Fake. Fake, very good. Okay, Jared Maiden. Jared Maiden. Are these on either team or just the Eagles? Just the Eagles. Fake. Ah, it's real. God. No, yeah, no. There we go. First one. All right. We were doing so well. We were two for two. Here we go. All right. Um, uh, Gunner, Mike Caputo. Fake. Fake. Good Lord, my friend. Uh, Devin, Mac McCain. Real. Very real. Very, he's a real Very human. real. Very real. Gunner, Patrick Johnson. Real. Oh, my goodness gracious, Gunner. Look at you. All right. Uh, next one up here. Uh, uh, Devin, Noah Tagawi. Real. <laughs> you damn right it is. If I can't pronounce it, <laughs> probably it's a real name. Very good. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, this is a good one here. Christian Ellis, Gunner. Christian Ellis. Fake. <laughs> I got you on one. That's oh, one. Oh. I know. Oh, that I means know. we're tied. That means we're tied. Oh, dead heat. Dead heat. All right, here we go. 
Show of hands. I'll watch you guys for show of hands if you want to chime in first. It's a 50-50 either way. Kerry Vincent. Real. Gunner nailed it with the real one. I thought I, I would have been real too. He just jumped in there with the answer. <laughs> I don't play I don't play fair. I play to uh, win. All right, here we go. Devin, Devin, try to tie it up one more time. Here you go. Oh, real boy. or fake? Bobby Williams. Fake. <laughs> you got it. Now, next time we're together, we'll have a chicken weeding contest or arm wrestle or something. Very good. Oh, I was like, you know what? How do we go? I like these people right here. Daza's trying to play. Real fake. I'm just going to go ahead and say that you nailed every one of them, Daza. Or Daza. I don't know. We haven't met. But anyway, um, we got into a lot there with uh, with uh, John McMullen uh, joining us there on the show uh, there briefly. Uh, I hope that Derek Gunn and, and John McMullen enjoy their uh, pumpkin spice latte that they'll have together in the not too distant future. No, but no, 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 no. But I did want to, I did want to say this though, yes, um, yes. pertaining to Jason Kelsey. Um, and I loved everything that John said about him. And, and, and people have asked me this and, it, and this has been my answer. I think John, uh, Jason Kelsey is a thinking man's, a thinking man's offensive lineman. When it comes down to it, it's not about money for him. It's not about a ring. He has both. The last several years, he has talked about retirement. And in all the years I've covered this game, when players start talking about retirement, that means they're closing in on retirement. Um, for Jason Kelsey, it has to come down to mental, physical, and emotional elements of the game. Does he still enjoy playing the game? Does he still enjoy playing Jedi mind tricks with his body and mind to get himself up to go through the rigors of OTAs, training camp, another season. How does he perceive this team moving forward? I think if you step back and look at this team now, there's a good young nucleus of players, and they don't have to take two steps back to get two steps ahead. Um, they can win next season with – the nucleus that they have in place. And that you know includes the young players coming back and some of the veterans that will be back on this team in 2022. The Eagles will have more cap money to play with and Howie Roseman does a good job in terms of utilizing the cap to his advantage. advantage. They have three first-round draft picks. If they hold on to them, they can build another young nucleus of players around that. I think for Jason, it's about quality of life. He has two young kids now, you know, and we hear so many players, so many players that talk about how they want to be able to run and play with their kids when they're done with this game. They want to be able to walk, and when they get to their 50s, without the assistance of a cane or a wheelchair. And when you think about the CTE factor that has been so prevalent and prominent in the National Football League over the last 10 years, and we've seen some of the devastating results from CTE. We've also watched a number of young players in their 20s walk away from the game in recent years for the fear of CTE long-term. So Jason Kelsey has achieved everything he wants to achieve, and I do believe he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when it's when his time comes. Uh, Jason Kelsey can walk away uh, right now and not look back, knowing that he gave everything he had to this organization. When people wanted to quit on him on the outside looking in, the organization never quit on Jason Kelsey. He will never forget that. He will be a, a he will be a legend in this city for the for the rest of time. He has his ring. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He has his money. If Jason Kelsey decided to walk away from this game after the season, 
you know what? More power to him for deciding when it was time for him to walk away instead of the game pushing him out like so many players are pushed out because they've overstayed their welcome. So that's where I think Jason Kelsey is with this. Like Mark just said, they will, or John just said, he will let the Eagles know in ample amount of time if he's going to come back in 2022. If he decides to ride off to the sunset, you know what? Kudos to Jason Kelsey for what he's been able to accomplish and what he left the city of Philadelphia. I blacked out again after you said first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm all for that. <laughs> whatever, whatever puts him at any point. You need to go to rehab, man. You really need to get to rehab. <laughs> it, it's not from that. It's from just being blown away by these opinions. Uh-huh. But no, it, it's it's I, I not many people will give him that credit. And I I, I look, I'm rooting for it that he gets into the Hall of Fame first ballot. I, I certainly think he is right. worthy of that. Uh, you look at all he's accomplished individually. He's won a Super Bowl. Look at all the guys he's been a center for that have right. had, had great careers as well. Uh, certainly, I think a guy, and I still do not, I, I can't really think of any offensive lineman that get off the line of scrimmage the way he does. And next thing you know, he's 20 yards down the field. So mm-hmm. I, I, that in itself, he excels at. Uh, as far as whether or not he will be back next year, it was starting to turn. And, and Devin, when you brought it up, I'm glad you mentioned it. Going into this game, obviously, in the, the conversation of whether or not it will be his last game at Lincoln Financial Field, I don't think it will be. I think mm-hmm. he will return next season. And the reason mostly is because I don't think this is a year that you leave on. Yeah, I think if I it's think. a retooling or rebuilding year and you mm-hmm. already got to the playoffs with this younger core, excluding Jason Kelsey himself, but you saw a lot of promise from Jalen Hurts. You have those three first-round picks coming in next year, whether they be defensive or offensive, whether you trade one for next year, whatever it might be. You have a team that showed a huge upside. If you're Jason Kelsey, you're thinking to yourself, 34 years old, you'll be 35 in the middle of next season. Why not stick it out for one more year? You, you, mm-hmm. I think that he really likes Nick Sirianni. I think that this coach uh, has really identified well with this locker room, True. more so than a lot of us anticipated he would. Mm-hmm. But what's really amazing is that Doug Peterson is a former player. Nick Sirianni played, what, D3 college? He's been a coach for a longer amount of time than Doug Peterson in the NFL before he became an actual head coach. But I think Nick Sirianni has done something that I did not expect at all. He identified with this locker room of players, obviously, faster than anybody I could have ever imagined identified with him. I think the fact Mm -hmm. that he's so young has a big part of that. Uh, But I also think he just knows how to motivate players. And I think when you're around somebody, and Devin, I know you like to equate him to Ted Lasso a lot. When you're (laughs) around somebody like that, that is that optimistic or that uh, happy-go-lucky, sometimes that type of vibe is contagious. Did the second half of the season, did that schedule help? Absolutely it helped. But he put these players in that position to take advantage of that second half of the schedule because, as we all know, you can only play who's in front of you. But when you take this team, they never bowed down to the rest of that schedule and became one of those teams that those other teams were looking forward to playing. Washington Mm -hmm. couldn't look at the Eagles and go, oh, well, at least we got the Eagles on the schedule. That's a win. No, they rose above that to become a playoff team, which bottom line is all that matters. Yeah, I totally agree. And and Deegan, back to your point of, you know, if he doesn't come back next year, you know, we have a lot of young talent and we'll be okay in the long run. But I would like to see Jason Kelsey return at least for one more season because of what you both just said. This is such a young team. And I think what clicked is we found our identity. You know, Nick Sirianni figured it out. Jalen Hurts figured it out. And Jason Kelsey led them in that direction. We all saw his speech last week that had everyone like on their feet, literally just like casual fans saying it was like the most inspirational thing they've ever heard. I think they even played it on the ESPN broadcast again tonight. 
So you realize how important he is. And going back to Nick Sirianni's fertilizer plant speech that we all made fun of until Jason Kelsey broke down a huddle with flowers and everyone's all in on it. I think his role, like obviously he's incredible on the field, but his role as a leader on the team is so important. And I think he needs one more season to help this team. Like Mark, you just mentioned, we're going to draft new players. We're going to get players in free agency in the off season. And if we're already making it this far, then I think Jason Kelsey is a necessary component to go even farther next season. When I was on a pregame show with, um, you know, um, Tim McManus earlier today on 97.5, you know, he and I, and, and, you know, Hunter Brody, we discussed this topic and, you know, and, and Tim brought something up and I said, you know what? I completely missed it. If you go, if you really look at the whole season, Jason Kelsey has been more emotional in -hmm. press conferences than we've ever seen him before. Not just once, not just twice, but four or five times this season. Is that a sign that he knows he's about to ride off into the sunset? I'm not saying he is. Remember the Chiefs game? He was crying uh, with his brother. Yeah. There you go. I mean, think about this. You know, a lot of times when you get to that point, is this the swan song? Now, I'm 50-50 on the fence. You know, there's a part of me that believes he's going to come back for one more year just to see what they can do in 2022 with an improved uh, roster Mm -hmm. that we all assume is going to happen, an improved roster. But but, but in all the years that I've covered this game and all the players I've talked to who finally decided to bow out, the signs are there. You know, he's been talking about it. Uh, Things have been a little bit more emotional, uh, more passionate for him in a lot of ways. and, and it's going to be brought up again. Is this the last time we got a chance to see Jason Kelsey at Lincoln Financial Field? Even though he was only on the field for one play, was this the last time he put on the Philadelphia Eagles uniform at Lincoln Financial Field? You know, and we're going to find out soon enough. You know, um, I would imagine we're going to find out before before free agency starts what Jason Kelsey wants to do. And that's why I say I'm 50-50 on the fence. Whatever he decides, I won't be surprised and more power to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to talk about the emotions that he always goes through. Cause as we know, he's a very emotional guy. Is he so emotional where it's something that he would want to go through knowing it was the last hurrah, like with all the speeches that he has given and all the times he's addressed the locker room and a lot like Nick Sirianni, allowing him to address the locker room at the mm-hmm. Novacare complex and the bubble and all that. I wonder if it's almost something Jason Kelsey would use as motivation for the rest of the team. Like, is it something that would come out? maybe in the early goings of a season that wasn't going the way it should have mm-hmm. where guys, this is my last year. I'm going to give you everything I have. Like I, I know that commonplace or, you know, it's common to say it in the off season. And as John McMullen said to us when he was on saying that he's going to let the Eagles know with ample time, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would almost expect it. A guy like Jason Kelsey to say, this is going to be my last year and not that was my last year. Like, I wouldn't put it past him to go through that. And I, I know sometimes it gets watered down by calling it a, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the farewell tour. I don't necessarily think of it like that with Jason Kelsey, but I think he would want to know. I think he'd want everyone around him to know that this was going to be it for him and he was going to leave whatever he had at the Novacare Complex, at Lincoln Financial Field, on the Eagles 17-game schedule. Like I, yeah, think, but- I think of him almost in that regard, where he would let people know before he went into it. Jason Kelsey is not the kind of guy who draws attention to himself. Mm-hmm. He like, he likes to stay low-key. And he's smart enough to know that's not something you would mention to a lot of guys 
even though those though even though those are your brothers in the locker room, if he had mentioned that in September, he would have been periodically asked about this all season. There's no way that would have been kept secret all season. Mm -hmm. Players have contacts in the media. Players have other people they talk to who have contacts in the media. Oh, I'm saying There's he makes. No I'm saying he makes it public. I'm not saying he keeps that yeah, secret. Yeah, 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 but okay. yeah, but I'm saying uh, you know I'm sure he went in with the mind frame of could this be my last year? I've talked about it for three years now. My kids are starting to get a little bit older. I want to be able to run and play with them. There's other things I want to do with my life, other ventures out there I might want to get into. You know, I've served this game well. I don't owe this game anything. I've left a lot of pieces of me scattered from East Coast, West Coast, North and South. I've done it all. I've done something that a lot of players will never be able to do. I've been able to hoist that Lombardi trophy. Think about how many players play this game, not only never get to a playoff, mm -hmm. but more importantly, never get to hoist that trophy. You know, which is what every player plays for. He's achieved all those things. Sure. You know, outside of maybe wanting to to, to possibly win another ring, or what what else is there for Jason Kelsey to achieve? Nothing. Absolutely not. Nothing. He's done it all. But You're right. Maybe he maybe he believes in the team or, or the future of this team and this True. group and Nick Sirianni that he thinks True. he can get another ring. Maybe. And, and there's no there's no question about it. There, and I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. That maybe he could wake up today, and we all change our minds. He could wake up today and say, "I don't want to play." But after the playoff game, whether they win or lose, you know what? I love the chemistry in this locker room. I think I'm going to play another season. You know, we all do this. Human nature. We all sure. change our minds. So who knows? You know, I'm sure he's gone through the gamut of emotions all season long in terms of what he wants to do and what he wants this season to be for him. I think more so. What I'm saying is. I think every year at the end of the year, we go, oh, is Jason Kelsey going to announce his retirement, you know, in the offseason? You know, when's it coming? Is it coming? That type of thing. But I wouldn't be shocked if Jason Kelsey announced before his final year, hey, guys, just this is it. This is my last year. I've, I've left the team. No, I'm going to give this organization every everything I have left for the last 17 games of my career, regular season games, that is. Like, I know we all talk about in the offseason, will he say it? Will he won't? I, I wouldn't be shocked if he actually announced that he was going into his final year. Like, for Jason Kelsey, that wouldn't shock me. No, but I, as I said a few moments ago, I don't think Jason Kelsey would announce that to the organization hmm. uh, for fear of bringing extra attention to himself before a season mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Interesting, I wouldn't, okay. You know, from what I know about a Jason Kelsey, he doesn't, want, he doesn't want the individual attention. It's never about him. You know, and even when, you know, when I've talked to Jason Kelsey about individual accolades, you know, D-Gun, you know what, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but that's not what I'm about. I get that. He doesn't want it to be about him. And if you put that out there for an mm -hmm. organization, you know it's not going to be kept secret for an entire mm -hmm. season. In this world of social media we live in, no, nothing's secret forever nowadays. Mm -hmm. We all know this. Yeah, you're giving ribs be, to agents and stuff. You don't, wait, wait. You, you have no confirmation that I've ever given any agent ribs. I have my sources. No, no, no. You, you kind of said it. it. You no, like, no. indirectly said uh -uh. it earlier. No, unless you show yeah. pictures or videos, it doesn't exist. That's my story. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work Noted. on that. Noted. <laughs> I have sources too, Zigan. I'll ask around. Don't worry. I guarantee you, you will never find a picture or video of me ever giving ribs to an agent. I'm just telling you. It's not, it doesn't exist. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. All right. If either uh, one of you can find this video or picture and I can verify that it's not doctored up, you have a front row seat at my table for ribs. The challenge accepted. I've gotten pretty good at Photoshop. Um, Go ahead. But <laughs> uh, we uh, we we we've mentioned only mentioned, and we got a couple of minutes before we got to hit our next break here. Uh, do you think 
Kenny Gainwell playing as well as he played tonight. And granted, it's 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 still it's good tape. And anytime a player gets the football, they gotta give you good tape. There's already questions about Miles Sanders' future with the Eagles. Uh, if he doesn't play in the playoffs, what are the odds we see Miles Sanders back here next year versus not seeing him back here next year? I think this organization would do everything in its power to get a Miles Sanders back here. Okay, and, and, I, and I think you can get you can get him for modest money. You're not going to have to break the bank to get a Miles Sanders back here. It all depends. Does Miles want to come back here and be a role player and share the spotlight, or is he looking for a place where he can be the man? You know, that's what mm -hmm. it's going to come down to. Now, if they wanted to, they could slap a tag on him if they wanted to, but I don't think they would do that. Um, and, and we've seen and it's shown that you don't need one running back like a lot of teams do for your offense to run, for this machine to run well. You can plug and play a lot of different types of running backs in this offense, and if you stay true to this running game, it's going to be effective. So, you know, Miles is going to have to understand that, look, you're not going to break the bank here in Philadelphia. You know, we're going to try to take care of you and fulfill some of your dream dreams financially. But if you decide to move on, hey, we wish you well. We'll just bring in another one. But do you think it'll be his decision? Like, I, I would think that maybe the Eagles, would they, they're they already so deep at that position that maybe they don't need him. I don't well, know. Th th there's a possibility, uh, but it depends on what kind of relationship this organization has with his agent. And what kind of numbers the agent are looking the agent's looking for compared to what kind of numbers realistically the Eagles are looking to pay a running back when they have other areas to address in the offseason. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I think if we keep running the ball like we are next season, which who knows, because we all know it's not what the organization wants. You know, they want pass happy, but right. he he'll stay. If it's like what it was at the start of this season where we run the ball two times in one game total, then if I was a running back, I wouldn't want to be on this team. Mm. I'd want to be on a team that uses me. I think, and excuse me, I think yeah, and I'm being corrected here. And I, you're right. It's going into his last year of his rookie deal. He's going okay. into his rookie mm. year. So okay. my, oh. my mistake, you're right, Lamar. And I was looking it up at the same time. Lamar, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so I guess next year would be the prove it year for Miles Sanders after that. Uh, Mark, when, your comments are your comments. It's 1 a.m. You guys are getting weird. They are getting weird in the chat. They are getting weird, Devin. It's I getting just, a little weird I just, in the chat. That's the easiest way I could come to a co-host defense. All right, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, and it's not you, Gunner. All right, so when we come back, when we come back, we're going to give you our game balls for this game <laughs> and maybe even for the season when it comes to the big turnaround that the Eagles had uh, this season. So that's when we come back here on live post-game show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The live post-game show is powered by IBEW Local 98. On the heels of a 51-26 to loss to the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles end their season with a record of 9-8, and which just feels weird to say in a 17-game schedule, uh, and the Dallas Cowboys end their season at 12-5. and Eagles sitting in the seventh seed right now, looking for the opportunity to maybe move up in the sixth. If they would have won, they didn't. 49ers play the Rams tomorrow. 425 kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll see how the, the Sunday fares and see who the Eagles exactly take on in the first round of the playoffs. But, Devin, I have to make this public because uh, it's a great point by you. Uh, this could be the last time we're talking about the Eagles in any sense of a positive light. That's I know, and it's happen. really sad. And I don't <laughs> want to sound bleak with that. I was saying it actually for, for context, like in our Slack channel. Mm. I was saying this could be the last time that we're happy talking about the Eagles because, guys – I thought this was going to be our last show. I did not think the Eagles were going to make the playoffs, if you asked me, even just a few weeks ago. So I'm grateful to get another week, another show in with you guys. But we could also be kind of sad or pissed off next time we talk. Well, I mean, Lauren knows G-Gun's not talking to us in between games. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know us. Well, I mean, it, it, it made what? the rounds. It what? made the what? rounds. The, uh, the, the uh, Brandon Graham telling us this team was going to make the playoffs. And we were like, aha, you you fool. I think that's what mm-hmm. we all said at the same time. You fool. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, here they are making the playoffs. But uh, mm-hmm. nonetheless, okay. yeah, we were talking about a nine-win team all of a sudden. Hey, wait a minute, Devin. Have you ever, have you ever reached out and, and tried to talk to me in between games? Hey, D-Gun, how you doing? What do you, no? Have you? No? 
So that Would goes you, both ways. A, a wellness but, check on you every that, few days. That goes both ways, you hey, know. Hey, D-Gun, how's it going? You doing okay? <laughs> and my response would be, who is this? How did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he tells me, Devin, when I call him. And he goes, what do you want? And I said, I just called to talk. What's, which, what's up? Which, which is a lie. How are Go you? Good to okay. How's everything? Good. <laughs> it is okay, a lie. Okay. You know why? Because I know you lie. well enough not to do that. That is so wrong <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> If I ever called you just to chit chat, you'd be like, "What the what?" Yeah, yeah like, I mean, what, you he what's the punch you line? constantly text in our group chat like, "No, if I see you out, I'm I don't know you. I'm gonna." Pretend <laughs> you I'm have not. never heard me say that. You have. You, never, I haven't heard it. I've you, read it multiple. You times. have never. I have never told you that. You say, am I okay? You said it to Mark, not me. <laughs> well, that's yeah, Mark. I've known Mark for like ten years. Mark knows me. You know, I wouldn't say that to you. So you don't know me. I wouldn't offend you like you. You think, man, what a. What a bleep he is. He would do that to me in pub. See, you don't know my sense of humor. Mark, no, Mark and I, we go back and forth for what 10 yeah. years. Yes, yeah, you sir. Know, there's no, no no punches pulled between us. We we, you know, I, I would take a different approach. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right. You're like a good, you're like a good coach. You're like a good coach. You know what Thank players you. need to be yelled at? You know what players need to be coddled a little bit. You know Thank what I'm you. There you Thank go. You. There you go. I, I need to be coddled. No, wow. I'm just saying it's attacked players. from all yeah. angles right now. I am. You, you, see, really you see how she twists things? That's why I don't say anything. You can't win. I just leave it alone. You're not going to win. I'm just saying, D-Gun, if we're at an Eagles game and you're with like Brandon Graham and your Eagles buddies, right. and I'm like, hey, hey, D-Gun, I know you. Yeah. Like, what's up? You would definitely I would introduce like, you. No, nope, I would introduce <laughs> you. Oh, anybody, anybody who knows me knows you're flat out lying right now. I go out of my way to introduce you. You're a kind-hearted man. I know. I know you would, and I'm just giving you a hard time. And I appreciate No, I appreciate that because this is a side of you I, 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 I like to see. You know, you know, it's hard to you know know which way you can go sometimes. You don't want to offend somebody, you mm -hmm. know, with a certain sense of humor until you get to know people. You know, Mark and I. There's no, there's no punches pulled. We've known each other a long time. We know anything that we say to each other, no matter how harsh it may sound. Mm. We don't mean it. No, it's just yeah. love. It's love. It's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. I oh. used the word love, but Derek didn't, but whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> how about strong like? <laughs> strong like, exactly. Strong uh, like. Strong hey, you know what? Speaking of love, who doesn't love a nice jersey, right? You want a jersey like Devontae Smith's jersey? Make sure you guys are following Jacob Media's Twitter account. Let you know how you guys could win a fine Devontae Smith jersey. Uh, game balls, ladies and gentlemen. Game balls. Uh, who wants to go first? Who's got a game ball? Ladies first, since I'm just a, such a mean person who would ignore <laughs> them in public. So, ladies first. Um, you know, I'm I, I think I have to give my game ball to to our guy, uh, Kenny Gainwell, Kenny G. Like I said, I wanted I was excited I could say his name again in this program. It's been a minute, he didn't fumble the ball once. Got a touchdown or two. I'm happy for him. I thought he did well. He proved himself. You can stay there, on the roster. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You can stay on. Uh, Gunner, who do you got? I am torn between Jason Kelsey extending the consecutive game streak <laughs> and Devonta Smith. Wait, wait. And Devonta Smith uh, breaking DJ's rookie receiving record. Mm -hmm. um, because the Eagles completely flipped the script and started running the ball more than he passed the ball, and Devontae still broke that record. I'm going to go mm -hmm. with Devontae Smith in this case. Devontae Smith gets it. Okay, yeah. there you go. Uh, I'm, although I did not agree with his uh, decision to not play the starters at all, offensively speaking, when it right. came to the Eagles, uh, or when it came to this game tonight, I got to give all the credit in the world to uh, Nick Sirianni. It was an about face 
an about face of game plan, a huge adjustment that he made midway through the season to start trusting his running game and his offensive line. We have seen coaches time and time again, whether that be Doug Peterson, whether that be Andy Reid, whether that be Chip Kelly, whoever it is, we've seen uh, coaches uh, ignore the run, abandon the run. Nobody did it more so than Nick Sirianni in his right. first seven games coaching this team. Second half of the season, he said, Jeff Stoutland, I'll follow you and the guys you coach. And he followed his running backs. He followed the athleticism and allowed Jalen Hurts to develop his other skills by relying on his athleticism first, then becoming a better overall all-around quarterback later in the year because the coach made an adjustment. So I give the game ball to Nick Sirianni for what he was able to do really for this entire season with his Philadelphia Eagles team. Uh, Devin Caney, Derek Gunn, a blast during a 17-game schedule. We got one more at least. We got one One more. more at least. One more at least. So maybe, excited. Maybe this isn't the last time we, we talk positively about the Eagles. Yeah. How about that? I don't. May, yeah, maybe not. I don't want to put out that bad juju. And guys, we stayed awake. We we made it. Right. We stayed awake the whole two hours. So ring a ding ding. Damn right we did. <laughs> Stop drinking espresso now, though. Oh no, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now, anyway, uh, everyone that participated in the chat as well, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for that uh, following throughout the season. We got one more at least uh, coming up here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel as well. I want to say thanks to uh, Xander Kress. Did a great job producing the show as well Derek Devin see you guys in uh, in a week we'll find out who the Eagles play tomorrow so we'll check that out to everyone watching on the Jacob Media YouTube page as well as 6abc.com thanks so much for joining us don't forget we're exclusively presented by Ocean Casino Resort book your summer of 2022 weekend at Ocean Casino book it now and go for the live shows go for the win the summer of 2022 will be spectacular have a great rest of your week everybody take it easy At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, 
Injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The live postgame show is powered by IBEW Local 98.